Hello and welcome back to Speed of the Fast Life Video Game Podcast where for the first time in a while Jazzy isn't actually present again. She is taking care of a friend down in Memphis who is getting some medical stuff done and she's lovely like that. So it's just me today and my wonderful friend Johnny. Welcome back to the show. Hey, thank you for having me. It's me, I'm Johnny, I'm talking fast. Uh, whenever whenever Jazzy's not here, it seems like I materialize. Are you going to be like the fill-in host from now on whenever Jazzy <laughs> can't make it? No. I mean, my name does start with a J, as we talked about last time I was on. Well, uh, this works. is also... Oh, sorry, did not mean to interrupt. <laughs> oh, no worries, I was just saying it, it, it works. I'm. Uh... You notice we're never in the same room. <laughs> yeah, I mean... It's funny because this is also the last podcast episode of, or the last episode of Speedrun being recorded using Riverside FM, who was gracious enough to, to, to help us with funds and stuff for a bit. Uh, if only because Jazzy and I are in person and anything that's not, we can just do over Discord now. Just because of how our setups change. It's nice. Uh, for those watching the Patreon version, I have a proper mic now that I just pulled down. Hmm. But yeah, today is a really cool episode. I'm, I guess it's season three, episode zero of the show, the, the 2022. I, I, I'll just part, mark it as a special episode. We're talking about a documentary we're making that as of the release of this episode, if you're listening on Patreon, it it's always already out for you, uh, probably for a couple days now. If you're listening to it publicly, launched on Tuesday of this week on Pokemon Live. So I'm going to start a 10-minute timer. And uh, Johnny, what would you like to say about the doc? Well, I thought it was a really interesting process. It actually, uh, it sort of originated as an idea after uh, I was last on speedruns and we uh, we got to talking after uh, the recording. Um, and I'd always wanted to make a video about Pokemon Live, but I could never figure out kind of a, a new angle for it. Uh, and so the, the cool thing about us working together on it is you have so much experience with, with, with journalism and more formal documentaries that we kind of took that approach. So we got to actually speak to some people who worked on the musical, which was really surreal for me. I'm editing a, a companion video to that right now for my channel and... Just going back through the interview clips, it's like, wow, yeah, this is new information for everyone. Uh, I don't think this was, uh, some of this was public before. So it's it's really cool from that angle. It, it, it didn't feel right to do a usual Johnny-style video on Pokemon Live. So I think us coming together on it ended up really paying off. I, I absolutely think so as well. For context for those listening, I know there's going to be a small jump in time when the next episodes drop. We're recording this uh, just a bit into March 2020. And in the time since you were last on here, you found some really incredible video essay style vids. Uh, there was one, The Year of Luigi, that just absolutely <laughs> just blew up. Just yeah, went, If not viral, at the very least sub-viral. Certainly viral by my standards. I think that's the most viewed video on my channel now. And th this doc has been such a crazy thing to do, if only because Pokemon Live itself such a crazy topic. And I just kind of want, in addition doing this standalone episode, we want to just kind of go over a few things that either get glanced over in the doc that we think are cool, uh, but didn't make it into the companion piece. And literally yesterday, we found a new piece of info on Live. 
Yeah, so there was this interesting sort of rabbit hole we went down where um, I believe it was the interview with uh, Michael Slade who wrote the musical was posted to, um, gosh, uh, I, I don't Game remember. Informer, Game Informer, I think it was. Game Informer, something to that effect, that YouTube channel. And he mentions, like, there was a Pokemon that was planned to be used uh, in the in the sort of climax of the musical. is a water type, but it was it was too big, too complicated to run. So they repurposed it and they used it in the lobby. And we we're, we're went down a whole rabbit hole, like, what Pokemon could this be? Could it be maybe Lugia, since the second movie was new? Uh, and I don't remember how we found this out. We might have asked someone who... Um, went to see the show when they were a kid uh and it sounded like it was lapras and lapras would sit in the lobby and you could take photos with it um and we're like oh gosh i wish there was still some video or pictures of, of that lapras and then of course i'm editing the companion video and i'm looking up pokemon live commercials and one of them's like see these raving reviews from parents who saw the musical and they're all in the lobby of this theater and behind them is that fucking lapras <laughs> <laughs> and and literally like i'm just now finishing up editing uh one thing that i think will be apparent compared to other uh documentaries that i've done is like i don't all, usually do a ton of effects but i was like you know what i'm going to do a few cool things in after effects because i'm planning to shift away from the adobe suite after this doc goes out i might as well get my money's worth yeah go out with a bang and I did a this 30 gigabyte Game Boy render that was so, like, I actually made, like, a model and did some stuff with it in, in After Effects, and it, my computer was not very happy with me. And you know who else I don't think would be very happy? And yeah, this we're shifting into this. I think we mentioned this in the companion piece, actually, we do, is uh, Chris Mitchell, who... Uh, upload a lot of what we know about Pokemon Live, the musical from the year 2000 that is technically canon to the Pokemon anime series. Yes, Giovanni is Ash's father. I don't think that's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chris Mitchell was the stage manager, yeah? Yeah, he was the stage manager, and he uploaded like a lot of the original recordings of the show. Uh, and he also was really big on interacting with fans and, and viewers in the comments or via email. And one of Chad Tronic's videos on Pokemon Live. And I think we do got to mention Chad Tronic. We briefly mentioned oh him in the doc, but he's the reason I think a lot of folks, including us, even first learned about this musical. Yeah, I will say, I think I I learned about it, I think, from a, 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 a Tama Hiroka video years ago. Um, but Chad was the first one who I think did a deep dive that got the sort of attention that he got. He definitely raised a lot of awareness, I think some of the uh some of the stuff we eventually learned about the musical came out uh if not directly then at least indirectly as a result of the work he did on his videos about it and i don't know it, i i think he's done really great work on it and i think it's important to know how instrumental uh, chris mitchell has been especially in giving chadtronic some of the, his info and clarifying because there's one set of comments he made on one of his videos so i'm just like Dude, why? You, you want to go into this? We we talk about this a little bit in the uh, in the companion video. If you want to see the uh, the whole comment thread in all of its glory, but um, 
you know, as we're the, the companion video is like a ten things you might not know about Pokemon Live thing. So we're we're picking all the facts, and I'm like, Jamie, do you want to include this one? And she's like, Yeah, I think we have to. <laughs> um, so someone commented on Chris Mitchell's upload of the whole musical, and they were like. I hate to be the one to say it, but the actress playing Misty is stacked. And Chris Mitchell's like, um, actually, in this video, uh, an understudy's playing Misty, and then he goes into the details of comparing the the understudy and the main actress who played Misty's their 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 bra sizes in bra like a sizes. paragraph long comment. And we're just we're scrolling through comments because we're looking for like extra information because he'd respond to fans and we'd find this and we're just like, what the fuck. It, it made me uncomfortable, and I, I think with how we talk about in the companion bit, it gets it across because we're like, yeah. I mean, I, I guess that's cool. I mean, the the more info, the better. I mean, I, I feel like there might be limits. I feel like know, that's. I'm like, I could have gone without knowing that. This isn't. This isn't. No, this isn't a Luigi's bulge kind of kind of piece of info. I feel like. I feel like that's something I could have lived without knowing. I just I just want a game exploring the depths of Mario's nipples. <laughs> That's a concept they haven't done yet. We need a game where you milk Mario. I mean, they were first introduced in, in Mario Odyssey. We yeah, first really appearance. Gotta... The wiki page. History of Mario's nipples. <laughs> so what other facts are there? We have seven minutes left from the 15-minute timer. What, what are some um, other facts that we just haven't been able to include? There was one, um, this might come up a bit in the doc, but uh, I, I saw that I, I'd written a, a fact section about this that didn't get fully explored in the 10 Things video. Uh, but it was um, how strenuous the schedule was. Um, within the first, like, month of performances, I think Patrick Frankfurt, who we talked to, who played uh, Professor Oak, and Dominic Nolfi, who played Ash, both had to go to a clinic because they were having vocal issues and they ended up actually having to uh, lip sync for a few shows to the recordings done for the soundtrack album. Um, and it's like, because they were doing like six shows a weekend, which if you know Broadway, that's not how you, you're supposed to do it. No, um, like four shows a day is going to cause some pain. Yeah, and they it sounded like that was just par for the course. They were just doing that regularly. It was genuinely like insane. Um, oh, yeah, I'm looking at, uh, we, we, maybe this would have been better to bring up before because we were talking about Chris Mitchell, but, uh, a fact that we also discerned from the comments, someone pointed out, uh, Andrew Rannells, who played James in the musical, went on to be in various Broadway shows, really did not like being in Pokemon Live, if you ever see an interview with him where he talks about it, uh, and someone brought this up to Chris Mitchell, and Chris Mitchell's like, yeah, well, he certainly liked the paycheck. Everyone I know uh, who worked on Pokemon Live was a fan of being in it, except for one person. I'm not going to name any names, but they were a bitch. And we're like, who who the hell could he possibly be bitch? talking about? Who's the bitch? And I don't think we... I, did we have any running theories? Because I... I couldn't figure it out. I was like, everyone... I mean, certainly the two people we talked to loved being in the show. They they were very nice. Um, I it's very don't clear. recall anyone other than Andrew being negative about it. And Andrew seems like a nice person. 
Yeah, I mean, he seems like he didn't have a good time, but he doesn't seem like yeah. like a bad dude, you know? No, every video I've like, seen of him interacting with uh, interviewers or fans, he seems very, very cordial, even when, like, his he voice, voice acted for four kids a bit afterwards, and even when that comes up, he's, he's nice about it, even if you can tell he's not into those roles. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I, I can't... Maybe it's maybe it's I bad mean, to even speculate, but I'm just I'm so curious this this gossip this drama from like 20 years ago. It was Lapras. It was la that's why they cut him from the show. He was, he's <laughs> yeah. blowing he's blown bubbles into other people's dressing rooms. It was just a disaster. He, they, they were like, you gotta Lapras, you gotta stop smoking, you gotta stop smoking and blowing bubbles. <laughs> he's like he's like if you tell me not to stop blowing. If you tell me to stop blowing bubbles, I'm gonna blow some up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was Pikachu, I, not the uh, not the lady who played Pikachu. She was nice, but Pikachu himself just absolute. Pikachu himself did not want to sign off of the consent forms of his images being. God, I'm stuttering no. something fierce tonight. <laughs> no worries, no worries. Uh, I mean, uh, this might come up in the doc, but it was um, there was another thing where they had uh, I believe. You say her name, Ikue Otani, who voices Pikachu in the anime. Um, pretty much every dub of the anime. She did new voice lines for Pikachu in Pokemon Live, and they actually had to send her the script so she could approve what Pikachu says and where. Uh, and to my understanding, I believe in that Michael Slade interview, they say they had to, like... She recorded her lines in Japan, so they, they brought the lines back over. And they apparently got them, like, hours before the first performance. <laughs> Which is, like, wild to me that they even went through that much effort. Well, now, if I remember right as well, I, I feel like one of the actresses, I want to say the one who played Mystery, or Mystery, Misty. Mystery. <laughs> mystery. We saw. Uh, the Mystery of Misty. <laughs> I think it was the actress who played Misty. Didn't she also appear in a different role? And what, what was that promotional Pokemon tape? The semi-live action one that was sent to people <laughs> randomly to promote the anime? Was that... Oh, wait, wait, are you talking about, um... Well, the two that I'm thinking of are a sneak peek at Pokemon. was before that, and then Pokemon Insider, which talks about the musical a little bit. Uh, I'm talking about the, the first one, the one that was, like, slightly before the anime started airing. And, uh, Let me check. I don't think... I'm not sure, because I think there's, there's Ash's aunt, who's played in live action, I think, by Veronica Taylor. Hillary, Ash's aunt. Oh, no. Where? Okay. Uh, I'm not seeing a list of actors in this. Oh, this is difficult. Um, uh, Bulbapedia doesn't say anything, so I'm not sure. Uh, I know in that other tape, Pokemon Insider, uh, Dennis Kenny, who played Brock, and um, Andrew Rannells, who, as we mentioned, played James, both uh, do some roles in that, um, which is interesting. Um, I, Dennis Kenny also is himself at some point because he's like, I played Brock and Pokemon Lives come into video, and then it never did. Andrew Rannells plays a character named James Bum. James Bum. I, I almost use, I, I might use that footage in the 10 Things video. I, I almost did already because the tape starts that way and he's like, I'm Bum, James Bum, and he's walking around and he sees a sign with the Beatles on it and he's like, and I don't understand why Whoa. any of that happens. Um... But yeah, I I mean Andrew Rannells is also as I mentioned he did he did a couple of voices in the anime he did uh we mentioned this in the Ten Things video but he did uh, Harley who's weirdly maybe more of a stereotype than James is. 
Yes. <laughs> Which I because Andrew Randall's part of the reason he he didn't like playing James is because he was he was a gay man and he felt that James was a was a stereotype. And then, like as I mentioned, he went on to voice Harley. Who, uh, if you're familiar with the character of Harley, Harley, I would I would say is also probably a bit of a stereotype. I think that's fair to say. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, Andrew Randall's did a bunch of other voice work as well. He was in um, Sonic X as the narrator and as Gamma. He was also did uh, Morty in the anime. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's uh, just lots of interesting lore. I want to find more videos of Andrew Randall's talking about voice acting. Because it seems like he didn't enjoy doing the 4Kids stuff, but he's actually done some more voice acting in the last couple of years, um, which I think is pretty interesting, that he's kind of gone back to it after being successful uh, on Broadway. Also, uh, we're as the timer is about to end off, uh, there's two things. Of, I'd like to give you the chance to do one last fact, because I couldn't find the actual live-action casting for a sneak peek at Pokemon. But okay. I, I do want to mention that it reminded me of a fact while quickly looking that up that uh, Meowth had a different voice actor for the first 30 episodes of the anime than the, oh, that's the rest right. of the series. Didn't, because didn't... it was played by Nathan Price. Yeah, didn't, didn't uh, James, too, for a then, bit? I'm not sure. Either that or it's just uh, Eric Stewart doing a different voice. Because James sounds different but, in the earlier episodes of the anime, but it's uh, regardless. I, I always, like, I, I noticed that when I tried to rewatch it, like, a, a few months back. I was like, oh, he sounds different. Yes, I just but, went to Bulbapedia. Uh, in the first eight episodes, James is instead voiced by Ted Lewis, who I believe is also, yes, is was also the voice of Giovanni and Tracy. But that's only for the first eight okay. episodes. So yeah, yeah. Jesse kept hers though. And then Nathan Nathan Price, and then Nathan Price yeah. is very famously replaced by uh, Maddie Blostein, who as a trans woman in media is is somewhat of a legend. Just Oh, absolutely. Um passed way too soon. We won't go into depth here because of the timer, but she's also very uh very famous in the second life community for totally different reasons. Um, as a oh, wait, popular, really? yeah, I, I talked about this with Jazzy for a bit once, but I brought up like, oh, she she went by this username, and Jazzy's like, wait, Maddie Blaustein was this person because she already knew who it was. She was like, holy shit. So cool. on Maddie that Blaustein note, really uh, is would you like to? Is there any final facts you would like to to mention before we wrap up? Uh, well. I'm I'm looking at the list of facts that uh, got cut from that other video, and uh, I gotta say, we've we've never unpacked the fact that all of the wigs were made from human hair. Where did they get that human hair? Is that standard procedure for wigs at all? I don't know. Just I, weird. I, I think that's fairly standard. I don't know. That's that weirds me out so much because I'm used to seeing wigs made out of synthetic material, but I guess if you're getting good wigs I mean, I for Pokemon Live, you'd probably yeah. And you just die. I mean, you, you have no idea how, you know, big of a production Pokemon Live was, you know? I mean, it, it's such That's a true. big deal that they wasted most Millions. of their money on pyrotechnics. Or not most, <laughs> but a lot of it. A significant amount. The Pokemon were very expensive. Uh, oh, uh, I won't be able to go super in-depth on this, but uh, I just want to unpack the fact that what kind of Pokemon are you is only included in the musical in a completely plot irrelevant sequence where Ash's po Pokedex is played by a guy 
and he has a group of backup dancers named the Dexettes that don't ever appear anywhere else, anywhere in other, any other form of media. And then when the song ends, none of this is ever acknowledged again. That's not like it's something we learned. I just think it's interesting. Exactly. It picks up the second half like right there, and it's basically just like, oh shit, come back, come back. Honestly, if that's the only way they could have included that song, worth it. It was worth it. It's one of my favorite. My my I love that personal song. favorite is still Two Perfect Girls, where Brock sings about the joys of polygamy. It's re that's a really good one, especially when he goes all out at the end. No, there's two perfect girls. No, three, four, five, six, seven. Um, I'm like, oh, he's he's going for it. I'm trying to think what other songs I really like from the musical. It's honestly mostly really good stuff. I, I think I had My Best Friends in my head earlier today. That's, a, that's another good one. Um, the rendition of Misty's song is really different. I talk about that in the facts video, but it's... There's just all these subtle differences in all the songs compared to their other versions, which I like. You just can't win towards the end. It's just such a good, like, climactic piece as well. Oh, totally. I, I like all the villain songs that are exclusive. I was going to say, It Will All Be Mine always gets me every time because it's like, oh, this is Giovanni's song. And it starts up, and the first thing you hear is the backing vocal. Giovanni. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that is who the song is for. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, true. I, that, Thanks, backup singers. Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> I didn't know who was singing. I checked the the channel of the guy who uh, you sent me the the clip of the Lapras from. Mm hmm. And he has a second Pokemon Live commercial on there as well. Yeah, I just downloaded that to use in the uh, the Ten Things video. It's interesting because there's some footage of uh, Mecha Mewtwo and Mew in there that you don't really you don't really see the Mew. Uh, thing up close very much i've seen the mecha mewtwo and mewtwo but the mew i literally thought was footage of like pokemon stadium or something for a second it's a very very well done all of the pokemon are very well built which i think is cool and seeing the production of them we never talked about jigglypuff with legs we do we never mentioned jigglypuff with legs so obligatory jigglypuff with legs is cursed yeah uh, look it up for those who have not seen either of our two videos go watch them youtube.com slash stuff we play yes youtube.com slash johnny or slash johnny v j-o-n-i-i uh johnny um but yeah go uh watch both of them but if you want if you want the all the information absorbed first watch the doc if you want to laugh about chris mitchell's weird youtube comments then i guess watch mine <laughs> first um but watch um, both of them I'm, there's a lot of good info in there especially if you're a pokemon fan if you if y'all want to know the type of nerdy shit that that i enjoy when it comes to making docs it's the fact that the second commercial has an actual, like, really nice render of the Mecha Mewtwo Pokemon card you can get for free. Oh, Which yeah, I it's like, like spins. the first ever oversized TCG card. Oh, that's right. I, I didn't realize that. But, yeah, they say it's a jumbo card. I don't... Yeah. I'll have to look that up. I don't know. I don't know when they started making those regularly. I have a regular Mewtwo one somewhere, but it's from, like, 2010. So, you know, a little bit later. And for those out of the loop, Mecha Mewtwo is a, is a completely different Pokemon from Mecha Mewtwo. It learns the power of friendship and then dies. Yeah, Mewtwo's like, Mewtwo teaches it about friendship and then it's like, I have to die for the greater good and it explodes. Where can folks find you? I am on YouTube. Uh, my channel name is J-O-N-I-I. -I. Spot the little, the little dude with the blue background. Your Luigi video probably will come up. Uh, say hello. I'm on Twitter, J-O-N-I-I-V-E-E. -I, -E. I tweet stuff. I am also 
Uh, you can find me on Twitch. I think it's the same thing. J-O-N-I-I. Maybe an underscore V-E-E. If there's not an underscore, then I don't know. Uh, is there? Let me check. Yeah, there is. There is. There's an underscore. There might be on Twitter, too. I don't know. Just look. There's links to all of it on my YouTube, too, so you can go there first. Those are my main three. I also have a Discord server. If you become a fan of my YouTube videos, maybe uh, consider joining there, having some lovely conversations. And of course, uh, if you want to check out any of the things we've mentioned in today's video, they will be linked in the show notes. And that also includes Podbean, who, as always, has given us some lovely affiliate links that you can check out to get some podcast hosting of your own. So on that note, I've been Jamie again. This has been Johnny again. Thank you very much for watching or listening. Stay classy, and we'll see you next time. Hell yeah.